So hi everyone. We just wanted to take a uh, a few minutes to uh, discuss uh, something that happened this week in Canada. This occurred in uh, London, Ontario, um, which is a small city about um, maybe 400, 500,000 people. It's about an hour and a half from Toronto uh, towards the south. And in that city, there was, uh, many of you know about this who are in Canada, there was a basically an attack, a, um, a family, uh, a Muslim uh, family was walking and they were, um, someone did a purposeful hit and run and, um, you know, uh, targeted this family because they were Muslim and they were murdered basically uh, by someone running their car into them. And um, all members of the family died except for one son who is um, in serious condition in the hospital. And so, um, <clears throat> so people have been asking us, um, you know, for our thoughts on this. And so we thought we would just um, take a few minutes to discuss what happened. Yeah. And on, you know, on the one hand, there is that, you know, the, the, the Dave Chappelle had a joke from many years ago after 9-11, 9-11 happened. Um, some news outlet was like, we've got jaw rule on the line. Um, well, we'd like to know your thoughts on this uh, on this uh, terrible tragedy and Dave Chappelle's joke was like who the hell cares what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this I may have some issues mm. that Ja Rule uh, can't help me with right now and and you know uh, far be it from for, for Asif and I to be the Ja Rule in this but at the same time we are both um, Muslim and and personalities in our own right and I think we would be remiss not to address this in some way and how do we feel about this um, sickened Mm-hmm. And, and, and heartbroken for this family. I mean, if you just imagine they're going for a walk as they did every night, um, three generations, a grandmother, um, you know, the, the, the parents, and then two kids. And, and there's a nine-year-old child who will hopefully wake up. And when he does, it's going to be the worst. It's just going to mm-hmm. be awful. It, it, and, and I have a nine-year-old son and I sort of, you know, I'm, I'm consumed by thoughts of that, that child and how awful this is. And, you know, people are asking, what can they do? There is a, um, I don't know, is it a GoFundMe? There is a campaign. Yeah, uh, I think people just need to be sure that there are ones, there are certain ones that are approved by the family. Right. So you'll have to do a bit of research. I mean, we can talk a bit more about that <clears throat> in a second. One thing I've heard, um, Ali, is that people are like, well, you know, how could this happen in Canada, you know? And I think mm-hmm. Canadians are very quick to point the finger to our neighbors to the South, the U.S., to say, oh, look at these issues that, that they have with racism. But we don't have that issue in Canada. But I'm sorry, but we do. And we've seen that over uh, the past year with Black Lives Matter. Again, Canadians often point the finger to the U.S. and say, well, that's their problem. It's not as Canada's problem with their treatment of First Nations people like we've talked about before. Um, so and th- and this as well, Islamophobia, you know, there was we all know that there was a shooting at a mosque in Quebec several years ago um, where several people died. And so this isn't this is, is this is Canada's problem and something that Canada has to face. Yeah, and in, in fact, this has always been, you know, among people of color, this has always been the thing that racism exists, uh, Canadians, whether you want to um, admit it or not. If you're not admitting it, you just, you haven't been around and you, you've been lucky enough to not have experienced it or seen it with your own eyes. But, but um, you know, the argument always was uh, among many of my friends that 
it's it's more insidious here because in Canada people are racist, but they're polite to your face, and then as soon as the door shuts, mm-hmm. they tell people uh, how how they really feel behind your back. Whereas in the U.S., you always know where you stand. If somebody's racist, they're pretty open and honest yeah. about it, and and somehow that was regarded as as a benefit. And the, you know, the older I get, I do see a benefit in that. I do like to know where I stand with somebody. And so keeping it, uh, you know, under the guise of our uh, polite, uh, our Canadian politeness has not served us well, because now, you know, half this nation is in shock. How could this happen here? Of course, it happens here. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at history. Look at our look at our history. Talk to talk to a black person, talk to a brown person, talk to an indigenous person. Mm -hmm. It's been happening all our lives, Uh, not not where it turns into horrific violence all the time, thankfully. but racism and, 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 you know, this, this sense of like, this, this really this vile and evil racism, it does exist here. And, you know, we're not trying to say that, as you said, we're not trying to speak for all Muslims. We're, we're not like, you know, <laughs> you eat pork, I'm married to a Christian woman, you know, but you can't take away the fact that this is just a, regular normal family as you said was going for a walk uh Mm. and this could have been uh my family could have been your family Uh, it could have you know and so something that's kind of been a few things that have kind of been bothering me that i've heard there's some kind of comments online where people are saying you know did they dress as if they were muslim you know were Mm. they wearing shavar kameez what were they wearing uh, and some other people comment, oh, you know, they're quite educated. You know, the mom, I think, was either pursuing a PhD or a postdoc at Western University, my old university in, 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 um, in, uh, in London. And those questions about, you know, did they d- dress as if they were Muslim and they seem so educated? If you're asking those questions, I'm really sorry to say, but you're part of the problem if you're asking mm-hmm. those questions. And so you need to think to yourself, why am I asking those questions? What preconceived notions do I have? You know, when you're saying, oh, they seem so educated. If you're saying that to yourself, there's an implication in that. The Muslim people aren't, you know, oh, they're a recent immigrant. They're probably not that educated or something. You know? Or that if somebody wasn't educated, they had it coming. Which is or they insane. at some level deserved it. Does my uncle, who's one of the most kind-hearted, uh, generous men in the world, who only has a grade 10 education and worked in a factory his entire life, does that mean deserve to die uh, in in such a horrific yeah. violent manner and and, and I, I mean, you, yeah. yeah no it's, it's a very valid point and and, and i know that people will say well that's not what i meant that's not what i meant when i said that mm-hmm. but you need to think about some of these things so i don't know ali a lot of people ask us what can they do certainly as you mentioned the gofundme pages that are um, specific uh, to the family that the family has approved the extended family has approved that certainly would be a- appropriate but I think people really need to think about concrete ways that they can help out. And I think people need to speak out. And I don't mean speaking out against lone, insane people who are in their basement looking up white supremacist, Islamophobic websites. Those people need to be addressed and those things need to be addressed, whether it's through um, laws being passed, through uh, Internet companies putting more restrictions on this um, type of hate speech and things like that. But I one thing I feel very strongly about is political parties in Canada and political parties in Canada. Uh, especially right-leaning parties, I'm just going to be honest, but sometimes not, sometimes left-leaning parties as well, especially in Quebec, um, 
have some policies that are clearly racist and Islamophobic, but people don't seem to object to them. So, for example, uh, Dr. Kelly Leach uh, was um, is a doctor who is also a member of parliament, so a member of the federal government uh, with Stephen Harper's Conservative Party um, about five or six years ago. She was a doctor. She was, and still is, actually. She was the assistant uh, dean of external affairs at the Western Medical School, where I went to med uh, medical school. She was a former chief of pediatric surgery uh, um, at, uh, at the Children's Hospital in London as well, and she became a member of parliament. When she was the Minister of Citizenship, she announced um, a tip line, a, a, a federal tip line where you could call in to the police, where you could report barbaric cultural practices, mm -hmm. barbaric cultural practices. Is this necessary? Is this, is this something that's keeping people up at night? When she was running for the leadership of the Conservative Party a few years later, she wanted to screen all applicants for Canadian values. And of course, her party also wanted to make all women who wore the niqab, uh, facial covering, um, take it off for the citizenship oath. So these things, I'm, I'm sorry, but they are racist and Islamophobic. And the fact that they're um, brought up by a, a political party that was in power in Canada and someone who's running for their leadership, it, it, these, this is racist ideology that was being brought up. And that's the type of thing people have to speak out against. Many, many members of uh, conservative parties are, will say, I am not racist. That's, that's fine. That's great. But then you also have a responsibility to reach out to uh, various leaders and say, you know, this, this doesn't work. Yeah. You, you, you're missing the mark completely. The barbaric practices, that was so unbelievably offensive. That is completely divisive, completely othering, completely suggestive that, you know, people of, uh, from other places are barbaric. And we're, that's, that's the whole, you know, the civilized versus the savages right. argument that, that, you know, the first settlers came here with and colonized this land with. That's that same, I mean, we've learned nothing in 400 years. So even, even Aaron, Aaron O'Toole's messaging, messaging matters, that message about Take Canada back. Dude, that's you're just ripping a page out of Trump's playbook and you see how that MAGA stuff worked. It was yeah. just divisive and it was just it sowed the seeds of, of, of violence and division and hatred. So you, you speak up against this messaging. And I, I would say, uh, again, not just pol uh, politicians, but also with the media. I think people should immediately, right. immediately be direct messaging and posting um when the media does things like they did same nonsense this guy killed four people tried to kill all five he mowed them down in cold blood and what do we get we got a picture of him running track why do i need that why are we humanizing the white guy you know if it was a black or brown guy yeah. he'd be in a hoodie looking angry smoking a joint or so you know they'd find the worst picture ever so it's about holding the media accountable and holding your politicians accountable i think those are good first steps absolutely and i think you know uh we talked a bit about quebec as well i mean really i don't you know quebec is trying to has passed laws under the guise of secularism but really, they're they're talking about bans on facial coverings um, for those giving or receiving a public service, banning um, religious symbols um, like, like covering your face and things like that. If you're if you're Muslim, like these are targeting a specific groups of people. Uh, and the craziest part is, is this something that actually keeps Canadians and Quebec uh, the Quebecois up at night? 
Are people actually thinking about those? Yeah, I can't believe that one Muslim person who's applying for um, a driver's license. I can't believe. Is that really something that people, uh, you know, but it's targeting, as you're saying, these minority groups, um, uh, j- j- you know, just for the purpose of political gain, I guess. I don't know. It, it's it's it boggles my mind. Yeah, it's um these 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 decisions, these laws, all these things have consequences and and they're not always as as particularly violent as this event in London, but but they can be and they will continue to be unless we we stand up against these things. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I mean my my you know, my final message on this would be that messaging matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, it's you know, companies put hundreds of thousands of dollars into their advertising, subliminal advertising over years. It works. It works. And this is what what this is. You know, it's subliminal messaging about uh, othering and people are different. And I, I would say that the final thing is, I think the opposite of love is fear and we fear what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think people owe it to themselves to get to know um people of different cultures and different backgrounds get immersed in that so you're less fearful and, and all kinds of of muslims that you know one size doesn't fit all the fact that this family was religious and went to the mosque or didn't or people who say um well you know ali you you and asif are um are 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 liberal or not not as conservative muslims so yeah i, I and then implying that the people who are more religious, there's something wrong with those people. No, you're allowed mm-hmm. to, we have freedom of religion. You're allowed to do those things. You're allowed to live on a spectrum because most people are good and putting judgments on someone based on how religious or not religious they are. It just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have any time for that. I think that's it. I think that's where we'll leave it. Just wanted to have a sort of a short um, statement on something horrifying, horrifying and vile and, you know, we value our listeners and we, we, we like to believe our listeners are generally uh, very decent people. And, uh, and, and I, we assume that some of you were um, maybe looking for a little bit of different insight on, on what had happened in London and, and, and looking for ways to help. So hopefully this, uh, this helped you in some way. And we'll conclude today by listing the names of the victims in this horrifying attack. Salman Afzal was 46 years old. His wife, Madiha Salman, was 44 years old. Their daughter, Yumna Afzal, was 15. And uh, Afzal's mother was 74 years old. And the nine-year-old son who has suffered serious uh, non-life-threatening injuries is Fayez Afzal.